Welcome back to the Northern Kentucky Football Show. This is the season finale. I wish the recorder could have been on for the previous 30 seconds before we had. Would have been the best 90 seconds yes. of the high school yeah. football show. It probably would have been. It would have been. Maybe a little late, uh, but it's been a busy week. Top 26 banquet was held on Wednesday, which Joe and I were very blessed to have been able to be presenters. Had a great time out there. It was funny because I said on the mic, and I think I said to you as well, it was so cool to be in a room full of people I felt connected to, mm-hmm. felt friends with, but have never met. You know, and Agreed. the funny thing about football is it's such an anonymous, faceless sport because kids wear all that equipment, wear helmets. So to see them without their helmets, without their pads, I'm like, oh, that's what you look like. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know you from this, like Brendan Ty to see him yeah. sitting at the table next to us. Gabe Savage. Gabe look, Savage. He came in looking like the Terminator. Jackson Belk. Yeah. Charlie Sa- Noon. Yes, yes. All these guys that it we was talked awesome. about. It was awesome to be able to, to finally get a chance to meet them as well. Uh, the Brosser kids. The Brosser awesome. kids. Their parents. Had a great time. The coaches. It was such yeah. a fun night. Don Morgan. Captain Morgan. Come Boy, on. his dad is a lot of fun. Yeah. You two together is a lot of fun. Hey. Well, you know, I kind of felt like Dom and I were looking at each other like, well, let's just let these two guys go be dudes, and you and I will just actually talk about normal things. I had to look at Joe and be like, it's all right. <laughs> He's heard it before. Exactly. <laughs> and we're still trying to get him that Tesla. Yeah. Well, you know, we've tried. I told him we'd make one final push. Let's just settle for like, you know, some kind of nice SUV. That would probably work for him. I would think. Yeah. I think that would be great. Get him up that hill. Oh, It's yeah. almost winter time. It's, it's going to be snowing. Yeah. Let's he, get him an SUV. You know, he needs SUV and some snow tires, maybe something like that. But it really had a good time. It was nice to see uh, the coaches as well um meet family members had a great time such a great event they put on a first rate performance every time they do this this is uh, i've been there two or three times always have enjoyed it wish i could have performed better you know how it is and you're trying to read somebody else's writing and you know it just it, w- it was great though i really had a good time um appreciative to coach borchers for asking us to come out it's cool because the production's neat they have pictures they have videos yeah. of the players how about chase crone Chase Crow. Did he not look like twice the size you thought he would be? He was a lot bigger. Wow. And that's the other thing, too, is like some of these kids, you're like, man, when when Evan Wiberly got up on the yes. stage, I told Dave Brosser this because you and I were sitting on the stage, and the stage left to us was the podium, and Dave Brosser's up there presenting Evan Wiberly with his award. And Evan comes up there, and the second he steps up on that stage, it felt like the entire stage tilted to the left because he's such a big kid, and you can see why he's going to play big-time football at the next level. Yeah, he was the John Schlarman Offensive Lineman of the Year. Deserved it. So. Oh, my God. And what, a, what an award, too. John Schlarman, great man. And it's cool that Evan got the award, and he gets a little airtime here because, you know, we talk about Dixie all season long, mm-hmm. and we talk about Logan Roman, Logan Landers. Roman, Logan Landers. Holbert. Yeah. So to Kel give Hawkins. him some shine yeah. as he deserves. Well, and it's the same thing. You go uh, Bryce Shepard, Beachwood. Mm-hmm. Stud. Yep. What a year. And he and he made one of the biggest plays of the game on uh, state championship night and rushing the quarterback and causing him to um, have the intentional grounding. Yeah. So big time. Play. Guy. Yeah. And Pierce Rollman on Friday night. And the cool thing is the high school football show reaches so many of these kids. And so many of these kids also play basketball. I was shooting the Holmes-Dixie game on Friday night right on the baseline. And uh, Pierce Rollman was doing an out-of-bounds play. He comes up and gives me a fist bump. Come on. Right before he throws the ball. And I'm like, ah, that, that made my night. I love it. Well, to the state championship game review, the final from Kroger Field. 
Beachwood 23, Lexington Christian Academy 21. The Tigers complete the undefeated season and in dramatic fashion once again defeat the LCA Eagles in a classic. Beachwood would get the ball first and drive 78 yards. That was capped off by a Cam Herget 28-yard touchdown run with 5.02 remaining in the first quarter, but the extra point was blocked, giving them a 6-0 lead. LCA would get the ball and fumble it away on their second play from scrimmage recovered by Parker Mason, but the Tigers would have to punt it away. Starting from their four-yard line, LCA's second drive would also end in a fumble that was recovered by Liam McCormick. However, Beachwood would grind out an eight-play drive that was capped off by a Cam Hergett one-yard touchdown run with 8.32 remaining in the second quarter. The extra point was good for the 13-0 lead. The Eagles' next drive started off with three straight first-down runs to the Beachwood 16. But like they have all season, the Tiger defense bowed their back, forced LCA to turn the ball over on downs at the 10-yard line with 4.53 left in the second. Beachwood would get to the 15 on a five-yard run on first down from Hergett but he would take the second down snap and break free for a 77-yard run to the 8-yard line and what looked like the Mike Tyson knockout blow. It looked like Mr. Football. Yes, it did. Running for his second Mr. Football trophy, zigzagging all through Kroger Field. Mitchell Berger would get into the end zone on the next play, an 8-yard touchdown run with 3-12 remaining and a 20-0 lead after the Jake Conrad extra point. This is when LCA came alive, though, and would begin getting back into the game. Drew Nevis's 16-yard touchdown pass to Parker Cheney with 31 seconds left in the half pulled the Eagles within 13. Beachwood would kneel the ball to head into the break with the two-scored lead. Uh, Beachwood would be cold coming out of the break, and LCA would get hot. A Xavier Brown one-yard touchdown run would make it 20-14 early in the third, and an 11-yard scoop and score from Tyler Morris gave the Eagles a 21-20 lead with 7.55 remaining in the third. Beachwood would get one first down in the third quarter and would head into the fourth looking to generate that first half mojo. Mitchell Berger's 12-yard run would give the Tigers a boost, but the drive would end at the LCA 24 when Hergett was intercepted by Evan Brown. That LCA possession would produce nothing, and the Tigers would get the ball back at the Eagles' 45-yard line with 6.39 to go in the game. Now, on a drive that we've seen so many times before from this team, Beachwood would move the ball into the red zone, aided by a 21-yard run from Hergett. However, he would get sacked on third down, setting up a 36-yard field goal from Jake Conrad. The senior kicker, who is playing his first season of football, would put the ball through the uprights, electrifying the crowd and the Beachwood sideline as the Tigers led 23-21 with 1.45 left in the game. Lexington Christian took the ensuing kickoff from their 15-yard line to the 50, setting up the high-stakes drama that concluded last year's championship game after a 15-yard pass on first down and a Tanner Jackson knockdown on the next play. Drew Nevis would roll out on a keeper to the 31, but would be tackled inbounds to keep the clock running. On third down, Nevis would roll again to his right, but was pressured by Bryce Harper which forced Nevis to throw the ball away downfield where no one was in the area, resulting in an intentional grounding foul, which would back LCA up to the 37 with 28 seconds remaining in the game. That was fourth down. After a timeout, the Eagles looked like they would try the 54-yard field goal, but after a Beachwood timeout, they decided to go for the home run, but the pass would be incomplete after Liam McCormick sealed off the inside lane, and Beachwood would repeat as state champions the 16th title in program history. Cam Herget was 6 of 12 for 58 yards and rushed 29 times for 161 yards. 
Mitchell Berger rushed 12 times for 60 yards and caught three passes for 15 yards. Parker Mason had an 18-yard catch. Keaton Durrett had a 13-yard catch, and Liam McCormick had a 12-yard catch. Cameron Hergett finishes career with 12,734 total yards and 160 touchdowns. Tink, tink, tink. Wow. Tink, tink, tink. That's the sound of the Mount Rushmore carving yeah. out Cameron Hergett's head. Unreal. What an incredible, incredible career mm-hmm. Cameron Hergett had at Beachwood High School. It was so interesting to me, the Jake Conrad field goal, because here it is almost reciprocating exactly what happened in 2020, the state championship game, where it was a one-point game, Yep. crunch time, kicker, Kicking on the same uprights as last year when Brady Moore blocked the extra point in overtime to win the game for Beachwood. And you said it. He had never played football before. He had one field goal, I believe, in the regular season around the same distance. And I asked him after the game, because if you saw the kick, he made the kick by maybe yeah, a it, yard. Yeah. So it was 36 yards. It, was, it would have been good from 37, and that's about it. And I said, is that about all you got? He said, yeah, that's about all I got in the leg. But to step in there and be able to kick that kind of kick, knowing what's riding on it. All these kids at Beachwood who want the state championship ring, to do it back-to-back seasons, to put that kind of pressure on a young man and for him to deliver, I think says a lot about him. Absolutely. And uh, I'll I'll talk about Cameron Hergett's numbers, and I'll talk about what I thought was interesting about Beachwood down the stretch here of the season. But I want to talk about the emotions and some of the things I saw after the game and – you always wonder when a team like Beachwood, who has now won 16 state championships, uh, how they celebrate a moment like this. It looks so genuine. It looks so real. The, the first image I remember seeing as I had the camera and I was running onto the field, and, you know, when you're behind the camera, you're kind of blindly seeing. You have no periphery. You're just kind of looking through this little viewfinder, and whatever your viewfinder can see is what you see. And all of a sudden, here come the Hergits, like embraced, pure joy, jumping up and down, Cameron Hergett, Greg Hergett, quarterback, offensive coordinator, blood, celebrating this moment. I thought that was really cool to see yeah. those two really enjoy it. Because you wonder, I mean, look, Cameron Hergett's done everything a high school football player can do, times two, and for him to celebrate this moment the way they did, you saw a lot of tears. I believe it was Brady Moore who was there. He had a big knee brace on, couldn't play, and he was in tears. Uh, for him to have that moment, you know, he deserves it. Agreed. And to, to see those that team celebrate the way they did. And that that's cool to me because you wonder sometimes if it just becomes, well, another trophy in a big case. It's not. It's not because this group of seniors is unique, and this is unique to them. And there are players on the team who had never won before. And there are seniors on the team who will talk about their senior year going out with the state championships. So to see them celebrate that was refreshing. It was cool. And it's one of my favorite moments in high school sports to see a team reach the mountaintop and celebrate at the mountaintop. What's interesting to me, and when you talk about Cameron Hergett, and I did it too, when I think about Cameron Hergett coming back for this year, you think about his improvements of his game to get him ready to play at the next level in college, currently committed to EKU. But then you see when the games get big and the stakes get high, what he does best and what he does well and what the team relies on. This guy ran it 29 times in the state championship game. And he ran it for big plays, tough yardage, 
kind of did it all. You know, he's the guy that can break a big play, but he's also a guy that can get that tough yard down by the end zone and, and, and pop it in. I mean, he ran it 19 times for 128 yards again, and two touchdowns against Mayfield. And, and you look at just what he is as a quarterback and as a passer, and that's going to keep developing. We saw the efficiency pick up this year with Cameron Hergett, and that will continue to grow as he goes to college. But just knowing he's got that in him, that that ability to make plays with his feet makes him a really special football player. And Beachwood is a team, and we talked about, you know, unleash the fury, Mitch. But the final three games, you talk about a regional championship, state semifinal, and state final, you see the identity of what a team becomes, right? That's, that's, those are the biggest games. That's when you rely on yeah. what you know you do as best as you can as a football team. They ran for 850 yards in those three games. So Utah, you saw a team that really committed to the run. So Beachwood, oh, man, high-flying, you know, Cam Herger, throw it all over the yard, you know, kind of thing. That wasn't it. It was grounded pound, 850 yards rushing in three games, and to go out that way and, and, and win games with the ground game speaks to the identity, I think, of this football team this year. When you look back at the stats, you're going to see a team that really ran the ball well and played great defense and finished a season undefeated. That's, that's a hard thing to do with the schedule they play. So to finish undefeated with that identity, I thought was really impressive. Yeah. My favorite part of it was uh, in the first half, it was um, 14 to nothing, or 13 to nothing, and then LCA went down, and they tried to get the they, – they got down three straight runs, uh, and then they had the two plays on third down and fourth down where they ran their quarterback – and they tried to do kind of what Beachwood was doing, and they just got stuffed and turned yeah. it over. And then Cam Herget gets the 77-yard run, and you had sent a text, and he said, the difference in this game right now is that Beachwood has Luke Skywalker, and LCA does not. Correct. <laughs> at some point, and we've said that during the year, yeah. at some point they have Cam Herget, and yeah. you don't. And that makes a difference in this game. It was a little disappointing that LCA's horse got banged up. That's true. Xavier Brown, he only ran it 11 times. I, I figured he would run it 20 to 25 times. He got knocked up. Disappointing for them. Knocked up. He got nicked <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, he, yeah. he got nicked up early in the game. It and was in the first quarter. I'm pretty, yeah, pretty sure. If he I wasn't right. himself, yeah. and he, he couldn't take on his, his usual workload. What's really impressive, too, about Beachwood is momentum is a hell of a thing in sports, right? It's, it's this crazy thing that you can't measure, you can't figure out, you don't know why it matters, but it does. When LCA goes on that huge run and takes the lead, for Beachwood to be able to withstand that and not let them score another point, Again, speaks to the character of the of the football team as a whole, not only the players but the coaches, to, to keep their cool and to not panic and not lose the game there. Because a lot of times that kind of onslaught can can start to snowball and you got an avalanche. And I'm sure LCA's done that to many teams this year to rip off 21 straight points and that not to break Beachwood spirits. Beachwood was in a similar situation last year at West Carter. They were up big. And then the West Carter player got hurt. There was a long delay. Um, and when play resumed, West Carter just put on the clinic and came back and took the lead. And that's when we had the Mr. Football moment, mm. leading the team down, getting the touchdown, the two-point conversion, if I remember that right. And then the rest was history, obviously. So, again, taking momentum away from a team that's got it is very difficult. As a coach, I understand it. Uh, as as fans and, and as media, you understand it. So I get it. Also, real happy for Jake Conrad. Yeah. What a what a great... Did you see the kicker for president sign? No, I didn't. 
Did you see that he got mauled on that? He got taken out on that play. Oh, no. From the defense. Yeah, taken out. I did not see. Oh, yeah. He got taken out. I was following the ball with the camera. Apparently, the crew chief was, too. So... Before I before we you know put a bow on this, I, I I do want to talk about one or two more things in this game, and it was interesting to me because you think about LCA and we talked about how much hunger they would have for this kind of game, because the season before, you know they had a chance to win it in regulation with a field goal, it double doinked, didn't go in, they lost the state championship on an extra point, so we wondered how hungry this team. We knew they'd be hungry. They were loaded. They were really good. They filled out a character to me in the first half. They were running reverse options. They're running hook and ladders. It was almost like yeah. just just do what you do. And once they started doing what they were doing, they settled in and started yeah. playing good football. And I don't know. Um, it, it kind of felt like to me they were out of character a little bit. And then they looked up and it was twenty to nothing because of a couple of turnovers. And it's amazing to me just you know how much turnovers and and momentum can can shift a football game. And it certainly did in the state championship game. But you know LCA. And people I've talked to and coaches I've talked to have said they are top five team in the state, regardless of class. So you look at what Beachwood did to, to beat them in back-to-back years in the state championship. It's not just going out with, you know, back-to-back state championships. It's doing it against a really, really strong football team. And to beat them in a couple of classic games, this is everything we thought it would be. You know, they came down to big plays, memorable plays, unlikely heroes like Jake Conrad. And then big moments there at the end of the football game. And, uh, you know, Noel Rash has two fistfuls of rings, right? And there he is still in the postgame crying. You know, he gets choked up talking about these moments and, and how important they are to him. And, again, I use the word refreshing. It is refreshing. It's also a reminder to me just how much this means to the coaches, to the people, to the parents, to the community. And to see it play out again, even though it's a team that's done it 16 times. Titletown times 16. Sweet 16. They matter. They matter does individually matter. To, to each person to, differently. Because it, And I've asked coaches all the time, especially the coaches that win a lot. I'm like, well, why does this one feel different? He's like, it feels different because this team will never be together again. This is a mm-hmm. unique team. This is a one-time unique experience. And I think it's important to pull each team out and look at it that way. And I think Noel Rash did it with this and you team. you got to celebrate wins. you got to celebrate good things. And dude, here's the thing, and I can tell you this season is so long. And it is grueling and grinding. I mean, here we are two weeks into the season, and I've slept more in the last two days than I have in the last six months. Um, Coming off of back-to-back jobs, you know, working two jobs all day, every day, just total exhaustion. I get it. And you get to that point, this the euphoria of just, number one, it's over. That is some of it. Yeah. I promise you of that. No question. It's over. We It's finally over. And then to be... In the situation that they were in, with the pressure of the expectation, I guess is the better word, to win, it's over. Cam Herger comes back. Well, guess what? You got Superman? Then you better do Superman-type things. You know, don't get an injury and, or do this or not have that, something. And to, to have that get to that point with the elation of that moment and that ball hitting the ground and then taking that knee and running the clock out, that that is what that is. It's just total euphoria, and I get it. Look, I, uh, I I like to celebrate wins, period, just because it's it's the right thing to do. Um, some wins are good, some wins are not great, but that one, the ultimate win, which eludes the majority of us, yeah, uh, especially in this sport, yeah, where there's one winner. 
uh, or basketball, I guess I should say. But can we talk about what Cam Hergett watched the night before the state championship yes. game? Rocky. Rocky four. four. I Rocky watched four. Rocky four in the movie theater too. You did. I loved it. Yeah. My our basketball coach took us. I think I was in like the fifth grade, and he cried when old Paulo. Oh man. Got uh, throw the towel, man. Oh yeah. I just watched the <laughs> recut of Rocky Four that came out recently what? in the theaters. Your face. I'm, faded. <laughs> I'm a big recut. Rocky guy, so forget Luke Skywalker. He is Rocky Balboa. To watch there Rocky Four the night before the state championship game, as I told him, chef's kiss. Well done, Cameron Hergett. His numbers, by the way, you mentioned his career numbers. This season, we talked about the 2K, 1K. Going to get 3,000 yards. He finished with 4,000 yards. Incredible. 61 touchdowns. Finished top 10 in the state in rushing yards. And look, he, he, those are going to skew towards him because he played more games than yeah. a lot of guys in the stats. But finished top 10 in the state as a quarterback in rushing yards and tied for fifth in rushing touchdowns. And I'll tell you the other thing that I'm happy about for him. Look, and I mean this, this kid, regardless of what your opinion is on his decision to do what he did and come back, that is a kid. That is a young man. And everywhere he goes, he represents his family, his school, and his community, and his program with class. I mean, how many times on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Bluegrass Preps, have you seen him with pictures of little kids from other programs where they're going to visit, where they just want to come up and say hi, or him out in the community? This kid took a lot of heat and crap from people. So I'm really happy that he was able to maintain a level head, just keep his nose down, and just work. I'm happy he stayed healthy. Me too. That's the most important yeah. thing to me all season long was that this kid got through the season yeah. healthy, got a scholarship. Yeah, and it worked out. It worked out. It, was the, it all worked out. The perfect scenario of what mm-hmm. that whole thing was supposed to be. Yep. Unlike some people using it for wrong reasons, he used it for the the right reason i guess everybody used it for the right reason i guess there are yeah. some who have abused it there's no doubt about that but um for him to do what he you know it was very distinctive you know, when he came on him and sam benson came on in the spring to do the podcast you know we had talked about it not on the on the podcast but off of it and um you know it it, it played out exactly how he had envisioned it so i'm really happy for him be happy for the kid yeah what do you got final thoughts for this as we wrap up? Two seasons into this. <sighs> yes, we are. You look tired. I'm exhausted. You look tired. I get it. I know. Um, you need a win, man. Let's get, let's get Steve Furbeier a win here. I've been trying. This is a win, man. This is a win. You can put this to bed for the winter. This is, a, this is definitely winter a win. Winter is coming. I've had, this, I've had this podcast almost written, this episode almost written for a week. Boy. I had to finish it this morning because I yeah. just, you know. Uh, you know, you got three game weeks, and sure, you know, and I got, we just we need to get healthy. Yeah, I got more than anything uh, else. You see football going to the playoff. I got the Bengals in a playoff race. So yeah, things things are busy on my end as well. But uh, you mentioned it. Just uh, so good to see Northern Kentucky represented again. Agreed. Forty three straight years, a Northern Kentucky team has sent a representative from our area to the state championship game. Um, and I can't wait to see who's going to be back there next year because we talked all season long about these young quarterbacks who are coming up, and we're losing some big time studs. And you, mm-hmm. you're at that the top twenty six, and I, you know it's kind of like 
Somebody throw on some boys to men. Let me go cry in the corner with a candle as we see Brendan Ty and Jackson Belk and Gabe Savage walk out the door. Yeah. You know, and all these great players in, in Northern Kentucky. Uh, boy, the shoe game, by the way, for some of these guys. Braxton Newborn. Oh, phenomenal shoes. Davion Collins out of Boone County. Charlie Noon. Charlie Noon. I yeah. mean, these guys can dress. They got shoes. They got style. They got talent. I'm just like, man. What did I do in high school? We missed out. I wore hand-me-downs. I told you I told you three weeks ago when the boys were here, if I had it over to do again, get in the time machine, gun at the 88, gun at I the would 88. get in the sock game because the socks, like, mm. that is the deal. And it's an, We missed it. And it's an affordable way yes. to set it off. Yeah, Ridiculous. But, yeah. Sad to see some guys go, but this is how it goes, man. Yes, it is. It's the next group of... Podcast superstars, new nicknames, new final quarter stars coming next year for year three of the Northern Kentucky football show. If Steve still wants to do it. And on my end, I just want to thank all the listeners. Uh, This show has been listened to many, many, many thousands of times all over the country. Seattle represent on all over the country. Um, I'd like to thank our photographers who have been really, really gracious enough to let us use, um, their photos for the graphic, obviously the coaches for coming on, and uh, obviously the players, you know, for doing what they do. Uh, it's been a very successful run for us this year, and a lot smoother than it was last year. You know, we were able to figure out the the way to navigate things a little bit. The, the not as much COVID stuff. You know, the timings were a little bit down. You know, have to rush around on some weeks to figure out when to get this in. But um, really looking forward, again, like you had said, looking forward to next year to get some of these new guys and figure out what's happening. Um, Also, uh, since we've been with you guys last, uh, Coach Mike Wolf at Campbell County has stepped down, and uh, Campbell County will be looking for a new coach. So Coach Wolf, former coach of mine, legend in my mind love the man <clears throat> really wishing him luck as he uh moves on to do whatever hopefully get over to watch his son play a lot more games than what he done i'm sure so, he'd love to do that i'm sure that he will yeah. and i don't think that you know it's still early in the off season i think we yeah. could have we could have a number of coaching changes so are we going to do a coaching search no, emergency podcast? No, 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 we are not. No, we are not. <laughs> we can do it post game after your first win no. tomorrow night. I hope so. I hope you're right. Well, listen from Joe <laughs> and then Jeremy and then from myself, we, uh, we really appreciate you guys and uh, wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Happy new year. Stay safe out there and we'll see you next time. <laughs>